Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Stephanie. Boston has been cold and rainy lately. Temperatures on Sunday are expected to reach a high of 55 degrees Fahrenheit, with the rest of the week looking partly cloudy and sunny. Unlike last week, temperatures will rise and remain above the low 50s by the end of the week and into the weekend. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On October 30th, five members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. Three of them were students and two of them were employees. This makes October 30th the fifth non-consecutive day that five members of the BU community have tested positive for the virus since last Saturday, October 24th. For the week of October 24th to October 30th, 0.13% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.17% of tested faculty and 0.24% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 16.7 hours to process each test, which was an hour less than the day prior. The number of students in isolation also declined by five, leaving 35 students currently in isolation. Eight more students have also recovered from the virus, bringing the grand total of student recoveries to 140. Joining us now is Hannah Barron with a new investment by Inspire Brands. Holding company Inspire Brands announced late on Friday that it's purchasing Massachusetts-based Duncan Brands for $11.3 billion, including debt, in a deal backed by private equity firm Roar Capital. Inspire Brands already owns some of the country's best-known restaurant chains, including Buffalo Wild Wings, Arby's, Jimmy John's, and Sonic. In the almost three years since its formation, the company has grown into one of the largest restaurant operators in the country. And once it purchases Dunkin', which also owns Baskin-Robbins, the company will almost triple its footprint, acquiring 12,700 Dunkin' and 7,900 Baskin-Robbins locations, international customers, and more than 15 million loyalty program members. This is one of the largest restaurant deals in over a decade. Inspire purchased the brand's outstanding shares at 20% above trading price, which was already reaching record highs at over double what it was in early March, a steep price for an industry that has plummeted since the pandemic as the morning commute, which brought Duncan most of its profits, dwindled significantly. Now that people are working from home and making their own coffee in the morning, Duncan has had to close about one in six restaurants, some permanently. But Inspire and Work Capital are confident that their investment will pay off, especially considering the brand's upward trend since it dropped Duncan from its name and began promoting their coffee. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Hannah Barron for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Diane Huang Po for a story on an investigation into undelivered ballots in Florida. United States Postal Service Office investigators and law enforcement officials opened an investigation on Saturday after four dozen mail-in ballots were found undelivered at a post office in Florida. Investigators confirmed they found six completed ballots and 42 blank ballots among piles of undelivered mail in a post office near Homestead on the Florida Peninsula's southern tip. Video footage taken by a postal worker showed the ballots had sat in an office uncounted for more than a week. State and federal authorities began investigations after Florida House Minority Leader Keone McGee tweeted the video Friday. The U.S. Postal Service immediately arranged for the delivery of the election mail. 
This footage from the post office in Miami, an overwhelmingly Democratic region of the state, was made public just days before Election Day as Democrats maintain a massive vote-by-mail lead. State party leaders in the Biden campaign have had a significant push to persuade Democrats to cast belts by mail in response to the rising coronavirus cases. Trump, in contrast, has called vote-by-mail susceptible to fraud and has urged followers to vote in person. As of Friday morning, Democrats held a 640,000 ballot vote-by-mail advantage in the state of Florida. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Diane Wang Po for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding President Trump and Joe Biden's final campaigning efforts in Pennsylvania from Alanis Broussard. President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden are spending the final days of their campaigns in Pennsylvania, a potential tipping point for the presidential election. On Saturday, Trump held three rallies in the state, starting in Bucks County and ending with a rally at the Pittsburgh Butler Regional Airport. On Monday, Biden and running mate Senator Kamala Harris will also be campaigning in various parts of the state in order to expand general support. In 2016, Trump won Pennsylvania by less than one percentage point, turning the state red for the first time since 1988. However, Trump has been trailing behind Biden in the formerly blue states he flipped back in 2016, which includes Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. According to data from Real Clear Politics, Biden currently leads in Pennsylvania by an average of 3.6 points. Furthering the evidence of a possible lead in the state, the latest Hill-Harris poll found Biden ahead by five points in the state. Nevertheless, Republicans believe that the polls will not account for the large expanse of rural land between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia that may provide more support come November 3rd. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Alanis Broussard for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Natalia Shilatry about evacuations in the Philippines ahead of a major typhoon. A million people were evacuated from their homes in the Philippines as the world's strongest storm is expected to hit Catanduan's island on Sunday. Typhoon Goni is a Category 5 storm with 133 miles per hour. This comes only a week after Typhoon Malav hit the same region, killing 22 people and flooded nearby villages. Officials have predicted this to be the strongest typhoon to hit the Philippines since Typhoon Haiyan in 2013, which killed more than 6,000 people. While evacuations have already begun in coastal communities, authorities are facing difficulties of imposing social distancing measures to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. A regional civil defense spokesman, Alexis Nas, said that evacuating people was more difficult at this time due to COVID-19. Currently, the Philippines has the second highest COVID-19 infections in Southeast Asia. Typhoon Goni is expected to bring intense rains and threats of floods and landslides to the country this weekend. In Singapore, I'm Natalia Slotry for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Hannah Yoshinaga, Alex Corey, and Griffin Buck, I'm Stephanie Joseph reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.